Warning, the following podcast contains foul language, sexual themes, and all sorts of other fun stuff. Listener discretion is advised. Surfing through the web at two in the morning, reading through these fics makes me real horny. Tags and shifts galore, making fandoms fight. Oh, what fun it is to write some weirdo smut tonight. It's Christmas 2020, and we're reading fanfiction. My name is Emmy. I'm Sarah. I liked your song. Thank you. I I came up with the idea this morning in the shower, and if I had thought of it sooner, I would have made more effort to get in, like, tropes, like, enemies to lovers and stuff into this song, but I didn't have that much time to put in the effort, so I was like, eh, this'll work. <laughs> oh, do you want to explain what we're doing today? So, uh, as I said, it's Christmas 2020 and we're reading fan fiction. Not just um, any fan fiction. We're reading Sarah's <laughs> fan fiction. Um, oh, God. This is her fan fiction involving Twilight characters. And uh, Sarah, how old were you when you wrote this? 12 or 13. Probably 13 when I started. I think it was published in 2009. So we are in for a wild, wild ride. Buckle up, kids. We're driving with our feet through this entire episode. <laughs> it's going to be a tragedy and a half. So, <laughs> And we're going to start that tragedy with a story. Okay, tell, tell me the story. You said you had a story that you needed to tell. It's not a story for you. It's a story for the audience. For one audience member in particular. <laughs> oh, but I no. think the rest of the audience will get a kick out of it anyways. Because I have been talking to one of our fans, Steffi, quite a bit. And I mentioned uh, a little event in our lives and told her I would tell her about it. And I was like, wait, no. I can do this in a recording instead. And then everyone gets to enjoy it. Oh, no. (laughs) Back in my senior year of high school, which would be Sarah's junior year. Yes. We were in chorus together. Oh, no! (laughs) And this is a story of Sarah and I bonding. Um, No! Yes. (laughs) So, our chorus got picked to go to Carnegie Hall and perform. Carnegie Hall is a very famous music hall in New York City, by the way. Oh, oh no. It was a trip and a half. Um, everything was fine until the last day, which was the day of the performance. I woke up late and didn't get any breakfast, and I was very unhappy about that. And we had to do a ferry tour uh, of the Statue of Liberty, just driving around it in a boat. So me and some other people grabbed some food on the boat, because we needed to eat and then after that we got on the bus to head to to the hall and they they passed out lunch then i was like well i guess i could have just waited but i didn't (laughs) but i couldn't eat it like i kept trying to eat but i couldn't because i get motion sick really bad especially in buses so i couldn't eat any of it so we get to the hall and I'm just waiting for the motion sickness to pass while we're like filing into the back and getting our robes on and getting our binders of music and like getting everything ready. And the motion sickness is not going away. 
it is just sticking and it's getting worse and worse. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh no, oh, this isn't going to go away. It's going to get so much worse. So I turn and try to book it to the bathroom. Uh, and I get a couple steps in and then just collapse vomiting all over the backstage of Carnegie Hall. <laughs> At which point, Sarah comes in. Sarah, yes. <laughs> what's your perspective? So, so I have to preface this by saying you were paler than I have ever seen an alive person be like you I'm a very are all pale person to you, begin with. you are already so pale, like pale to the point that I again used to tell people that you were a vampire, and I looked over at you and you were swaying. You were like, uh, you didn't look like you were there fully, and I was like, she is not okay. And you very suddenly turned and ran towards the bathroom, but of course you didn't make it, and so I ran after you. And I grabbed a trash can and, like, threw the lid across the floor and, like, forced it under your face so that you could vomit into the trash can rather than all over the floor. But not before you got vomit on my choir robe and I had to get a different one. She ended up dragging me to a bathroom. I did. Literally dragging me. Uh, yes. And this was uh, four and a half minutes before we were supposed to be on stage at Carnegie Hall. And we basically got invited to join a couple of other choirs in doing a big event, like group event all together. And we were doing um, a very long piece by Gabrielle Foray. Um, and they also had us featured like just our choir featured and we were the only ones who got to do like a solo concert before everything went down and so i think i left you in the bathroom and i like you... ran back yeah i ran back yeah. to actually get on stage and i was like i couldn't make... i insisted on going out for four a's requiem mm -hmm. i was like i did not come all the way to carnegie hall to perform just to sit in a bathroom puking yeah so i went out for the for the joint performance i had to sit down a few times on stage but i was like i am determined it is a very long perform. piece it is a requiem um which is traditionally like a funeral mass so it's very long. I wanted to very sit down and I wasn't even ill. The thing that I will never forget is the fucking smell. It was oh God, the it was most bad. New York street food rancid vomit smell I have ever experienced in my life. And I will never forget that someone behind me as I was turning to like run after you was like, Sarah, just leave her. And I was like, no, <laughs> she's like violently ill. I'm not just going to leave leave her on her own that poor trash can did not know what it had coming <laughs> poor carnegie halls backstage didn't know what i know it had coming. you i would not be surprised if the rancid vomit coming out of you like bleached the floor that you vomited <laughs> onto oh god Steffi, i hope you're happy that you got to hear that story because i <laughs> As soon as you mentioned chorus, I knew exactly what you were going to say. Yeah, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, here's the, the worst part about it is, so it was it was the hot dogs. Yes, it was. <laughs> boat. So a couple other people also got food poisoning. I just somehow got it a lot worse yeah. than anyone else. And super suddenly. And our director 
literally like had to be my human crutch back onto the bus yes and sat next to me like while i laid in the floor of the bus for the 14 hour drive back to cincinnati the best part of that is how tall are you i'm 5'11 okay our choir Not director quite tall enough to be a man but... <laughs> our choir director is maybe 5'1 she's a very tidy woman she was small lady. Yes, very small. She's pushed three kids out of her, which is astonishing. But yeah, she uh, she sang at my wedding. Did you know that? Did I ever tell you yeah. that? Yeah. She sang at my wedding, uh, sang as I went down the aisle. It was very beautiful. Um, yeah, that was, that was a hell of an experience. I will never forget it. It's a, it's, it's a very important capstone in our uh, high school relationship, I feel. It was horrible. I was sick for literally days with fucking food. Po- How do you like? Yeah. I was like gotten in twenty four hours. It was bad. But it was. It's a story now. It's yes. A story to remember. <laughs> Made it all the way to New York City, Carnegie Hall. Vomited on the floor backstage. It's okay. I went back to New York. I mean, I'd been I've been to New York a lot in my life because mm-hmm. my grandfather lives there. So for me, it wasn't really about the trip. It was just about performing in Carnegie Hall. Yeah. But I then went back the next year for school and went to NYU for acting. And then I dropped out. But, yeah. you know, that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just got into an extremely prestigious uh, theater program. Passed through by, oh, like the Sprouse twins. Only for you to... <laughs> Not. There's a lot of big names that have come through there. Yeah. The studio I was in specifically too, and I was just like, "Nah." What if I have, what if I have severe depression and anxiety <laughs> instead? <laughs> Look, I was gonna be a, a teacher. <laughs> and now I, we make a podcast. <laughs> now we make a podcast, and I am almost done with my drink. So I think we're uh, we're about ready to get into this. Okay. Are you, are you starting to feel it? Um, a little bit, yeah. I uh, I had to get I had to I had to get some alcohol to drink this because this is probably going to be the most embarrassing thing I have ever put out into the world. Um, when I put it out, I wasn't embarrassed by it, um, but by the fact that it still exists online under my old pseudonym, which was Leo Sama, because I was deeply obsessed with. Um, Japan and my online nickname was Leo because back then I went by they them online before I even understood what like gender nonconformity even was I just didn't I like was protecting my identity so I didn't want people knowing I was a woman but anyway so we're gonna read three chapters from the total like 13 chapters of fan fiction that I ever wrote I've written plenty more fan fiction since then. I just never published it online. Um, one chapter is from a f- crossover fan fiction between uh, Twilight and... They're both crossover fan fictions. But the first one is Twilight and Uglies by Scott Westerfeld, which is probably my favorite young adult series ever written. It's incredibly good. Um... If I had to say the three books book series that were like the most important to me as a young as like a young teenager, it would probably be Uglies and Twilight and Maximum Ride. 
And funnily enough, the second two chapters that we'll be reading are from a Twilight Maximum Ride crossover fic. So, uh, um, I'm hoping that we can at least get a few laughs out of this. I am going to be cringing so hard. Um, I'll give a little bit of background about each of the, about Maximum Ride and about Uglies before we go into it, just so you're not, like, deeply confused before we go into it. Um, Let's be honest, anyone who's listened to our show this long is deeply confused regardless of any explanation (laughs) we give them of anything. Yeah. Um... But before before we jump in, did you have anything else you wanted to you wanted to say or traumatize our listeners with? Fuck Tinder. Fuck Tinder. You should do Bumble I instead. Brandon it. said that he's heard a lot better things about Bumble. I'm, I've tried. I'm working on both. Yeah. Fuck Tinder. Fuck Tinder. I do not want to be your third. Why do so many people look for thirds on Tinder? Oh well, my god, stop. <laughs> in defense of the people who want a third, there aren't really any apps just for people who want a third. They need an app. They do. They need their own app. Or Tinder needs to make like a category specification. God yeah. Damn it. <laughs> so that only people like couples looking for thirds and then unicorns will show up. Yes. There's unicorns. They want to be part of that. They are out there. They exist. We know some. I know we do. <laughs> we know some. I, I introduced uh, a unicorn friend of ours to the term unicorn, and she was so excited when she discovered that uh, that term existed. Do you know what the fuck a diamond switch is? Do I look like I know what it is? Okay. No, somebody on their profile last night said diamond that they were a diamond switch, and I know what a switch is. Yes, I don't know what the fuck a diamond switch is. Maybe they're just I urban really good at it. They're like a really good switch. Well, because there's like a gold star lesbian. Yeah, and I was like, is what's it a gold star lesbian? A gold star lesbian is uh, a term used to refer to a lesbian who's never been with a man. Ew. Yeah, it's kind of gross. I don't like that. Um, no, a lot of people don't because it's almost always used to shit on women who, like, learned they were a lesbian later in life. Yeah. Or, like, thought they were bi for a bit or yeah. pan and ended up being a lesbian. It's really not generally used for anything good because it shouldn't matter. I mean, you're you're a gold star lesbian, but that's only because you grew up most of your life thinking you were a straight man. <laughs> But I'm also a gold star lesbian because I still only like women. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay, well, I guess if you if you consider, like, full-on sex ruins it, then yes, I am gold star. But technically, I have done stuff with a man. Who? It was no one you knew. Oh, okay. You the... should know about this. Should I? I don't... Yeah, I don't hide it. Like, it's one of those, like, that's how I figured out. I, de- like, I already, I never thought I was into men, but mm-hmm. I tested it, and I was like, yeah, so did, definitely not. Yes, so did Brandon. <laughs> Unfortunately, he only ma- made out with boys that I know. In fact, he made out with a guy that I briefly dated when I was in high school, but we never did anything, that me and this guy, because we were kind of, like, together, but not really, and nothing ever really happened, and we went on, like, one date, and, like, we'd never even kissed, but... Then later, while this guy, who wound up being bisexual, um, which is 
neat. Does his name start with a J? His name does start with a J. Okay. Um, Brandon, when he was like feeling out his sexuality, he he made out with 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 that boy, and I never got to. He also made out with me. In his dreams. Yes. But I'm a girl. Does it count that I was a boy at the time? Or did he just, in his dreams, already subconsciously know that I was going to be a <laughs> Brandon girl? knew you were trans before you knew you were trans. <laughs> no, he's had other dreams about people that he has perceived to be men. So I assume that he was just... I mean, he also... He and I both do this thing where we have stress sex dreams. Where sometimes our stress manifests in an erotic dream. That's weird. Yes. It is weird. I can't even have normal erotic dreams. God, what's that like? Not very fun when you're me and you cock block yourself in almost every single one. Because in my brain, I'm like getting it down with Ryan Reynolds. And as he's taking his pants off, I'm like, wait, this isn't Brandon. Knowing full well that like in real life, if Ryan Reynolds propositioned me and I said no because... I didn't want to cheat on Brandon. Brandon would divorce me. You're like, you you had a chance to sleep with Ryan Reynolds and you said no? Are you an Sarah, idiot? I just want you to know I would be proud of you. For saying no to Ryan Reynolds? Yes. It takes a lot of self-control. I don't know if I would be able to. I respect that amount of loyalty. <laughs> it's unnecessary. I don't need to be that loyal. Hey, it's about what you do when you don't need to do it that matters. Of course. Let's let's jump into this. Um, I'm starting to feel happy and zen. So I would like um, to get the let's humiliation out of the way. So, so the first one that I sent you, um, if you could pop it open for me. I had to send her screenshots because these are so old that fan fiction like only barely supports their existence anymore um only accessible via app cannot be shared cannot be copied yeah i favorited both of them and the app is just like this doesn't even feel like it it exists so i don't (laughs) like what are you trying to show me um hold on I, i Okay, the first one I sent you is the uglies one, I believe. Ice blood, colder than ice. <laughs> ice blood, colder than ice. Ice blood is the name of the chapter? No, it's the name of the whole story. Colder than ice is probably the name of the... Because ice blood is supposed to be a combination. It's just like the other one is called topaz feathers. So you all can read it because I've now just told you the name of both of these fan fictions. Um... It's supposed to be, like, a, a combination of the two different stories together. So, um, the Ugly series, I'll give you a very brief overview. Basically, all you really need to know for this chapter is that it takes place far in the future um, after an AI robot that was programmed to dig into the earth and find oil because the oil crisis got to such a point that... Um, People were, like, dying of starvation and stuff because there was no oil left to go around. Um, They they programmed this AI robot that they called the oil bug. And it went into the ground to find the oil. But once they found it, the the bug kind of went haywire, ignited, and the entire world basically, like, burned up. 
Um, so then in the future, there's a lot of destruction around in places that were not rebuilt. Um, well, it's a futuristic technology like hoverboards and they have like basically cell phones in their eyeballs and you'll see them refer to something called the mind rain because this story takes place after the end of book four of the ugly series after which there was this I don't even know how to describe it but basically there was this liberation of like thought and technology that occurred and it does it's not super relevant they just mention it so I because it's going to be confusing I wanted to say that um, a renaissance like a renaissance would you call it sort of yeah in a way um but it was like all at once that this happened and it was and it took place in asia um so i think that's really all you need to know about uglies before we read this chapter we're only going to read three of the 13 chapters that exist in total because those are the only ones that are from the perspective of a character from twilight so, like, you're not going to get all of the random menagerie that occurs simply because the other characters are not the characters from Twilight. You only want to hear about Twilight when you're listening to this show. Um, and I'll give a little bit of context about the actual fan fiction that is the Maximum Ride crossover one, because we're going to read two chapters of that. Um, but this one, I think we're good to go. And you said you wanted to read the author's note, so... This is the second chapter of Ice Blood. It is called Colder Than Ice. 13-year-old Sarah. Oh, no. (laughs) I have decided to continue with the second chapter. Two, Edward Cullen is cooler than you. Dude, I have no idea who would win. That would be very, very, very interesting, though. Dot, dot, dot. To Portland writer. Okay, okay, she's XD, XD. (laughs) Disclaimer, I am Stephanie Westerfield, gosh! Nah, just kidding. I don't own Twilight or Uglies. I used to uh, combine the names of the authors of the, the, the fan fictions that I was writing so that I could You're a very claim, creative child. I could claim to own the properties that I was writing fan fiction about. And this was at a time when you, when you would write fan fiction and everybody and their brother would put one of these disclaimers at the beginning of every chapter. Be like, I don't own Twilight as though that's not fucking, it's a fan fiction website. Like we know that you don't own this. You're writing fan fiction. All right. So I guess we'll actually like. Tell that to the writer of She-Ra who literally writes fan fiction for her own story. Oh Yeah. All right, this is from Edward's point of view, as you can see in the little title head. (sighs) We were running fast. Well, duh. Forks had changed a lot. Imagine Edward saying, duh. Duh. (laughs) These are very out of character. I've read these books so many times, you would think I would understand how Edward Cullen would act. But I don't. I clearly don't understand how any of them would act, or any thirteen-year-old Sarah doesn't understand. Yeah, thirteen-year-old Sarah doesn't understand how human beings act, let alone the way that Edward and the entire gang acts. I just everybody's angry all the time. I don't know why. Forks had changed a lot. We had moved to Asia. 
Okay. <laughs> where everything had progressed slowly after the oil bug had destroyed everything. Then the mind rain happened, and we hopped on some insane hoverboards and zipped across the ocean back home to Forks. Everything looked gross. The houses were just piles of rust. The cars were nothing better. What was good was the dense forest still encircled the town. Our lovely house, which is fucking impossible, by the way. Our lovely house was almost preserved. It was still a house, yes. The outside looked like it had been blown up by some crazy kamikaze. <laughs> but the inside looked like... I sighed. Home. Edward. Bella breathed into my ear when she got a look inside. I grasped her hand and scooted sideways, leaving room for Alice to skip inside. Okay, that was Alice-like. That was something Alice would do. She would skip inside. You're right. I wrapped my arm around Bella as my eyes scanned, scanned the room. How had the oil bug left the place so untouched? Let alone the oil bug. Why did no one ever buy the house? <laughs> Like, why was the house just left there? This takes place, like, 350 years in the future, at least. <laughs> anyway. I mean, that's definitely how architecture works, right? Like, it just stands there for literally hundreds of years, untouched, pristine, nothing fades. <laughs> it, it might, like, the, the house might remain if it had been built in, like, 1300s England, but, like, but it wasn't. It was built in Forks, Washington. So I don't think that... I'm Not to like shame Forks or anything, but American architecture is just not really built to last shit. that long. It's shit. Yeah, pretty much. We specifically build houses to be cookie cutter and cheap and to not really stand the test of time very well. Yeah. Kind of... That's actually a changing thing. A lot of uh, newer houses are being built better again. But there was a long period of time in America. Yeah. Like seven decades where we just said, fuck building good houses. Yes. Anyway. I it's probably because the way the house is so isolated. Isolated. <laughs> I did not isolated correctly. <laughs> Out here in the forest... The oil bug must have had some programming, right? No. Alice. The answer is it didn't have any programming. That was kind of the whole fucking point. That's why it lit the world on fire. <sighs> Alice inquired, dusting off the many pictures hanging over the mantle. It must have known not to come this far into the forest. No, it didn't. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the apocalypse happened. I read these books many times. <laughs> Anyway, Bella nodded and darted up the stairs. Not the correct darted? stairs. Bella darted? She's a vampire. She can dart. Probably going to check on our room. Alice flicked on her eye screen and sent Jasper a ping, which is a message. Uh, well, we evolved along with the rest of humanity. No need to stereotype. As though they okay. wouldn't use futuristic technology. No, Now I'm actually curious. How the fuck... Did they install, change their eyeballs? Install eyes? I don't know. I don't think that that would be possible. I don't know. Yeah, with the way they're made, that seems like it would be a physical impossibility. Yeah. Well, like, if it was a contact lens or something, sure. But, like, Sarah, what the fuck was going on in your 13-year-old brain? A lot. Um, Horny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Alice gulped from where she stood next to the fireplace. She was looking at a picture. And I should probably say that at this point in time, I thought that Jacob and Nessie were not creepy. So I didn't have a problem with Jacob being in love with a baby. Oh. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I darted over to her side. Everybody's darting. Um, avoiding looking at it through her thoughts. I don't know why. I, si- I sighed, not... <laughs> I-S-I-D-E. Not, not, like, letting out a breath. And put my hand over it. Hide it. If Bella sees... I began. If Bella sees what? Her sing-song voice rang out from behind us. Behind us, We spun around to look at her, the picture still clutched in Alice's hands. Bella bolted over to us, snatched the frame, and sped away to look at it. She clapped a hand over her mouth. It's... She breathed, throwing the picture to the ground. The picture was the one from when Nessie was just born, when Jacob was holding her. Jake had died 50 years ago, or 50 years before, when he and Nessie were attacked by, guess who? The Volturi. Why? I don't fucking know. (laughs) I was about to rush up to her and envelop her in a hug when the windows bust in and three kids on hoverboards landed roughly on the carpet. We don't want to hurt you, one of them uttered. Oh no, I said a dialogue. I'm so sorry. Just be mean and say that line. We don't want to hurt you. One of them uttered, but the one standing beside her cut her off. Come off it, Taliwa. <laughs> Taliwa? <laughs> uh, they all three threw off. Okay. Uh, not, not the correct through. Threw off their sneak suit hoods and looked around at us. Sneak suits being like camouflage, basically. Two of them were girls. One was scary beautiful, and the other was beautiful as well, but not as frightening. The third... What? <laughs> I'll explain in a second. The third was a boy, and... <laughs> and ugly? <laughs> and that probably makes no fucking sense if you haven't read uglies. It just sounds like Edward is being like, an ugly? (laughs) (laughs) Like he's just referring to- This motherfucker over here looks like he just crawled out of his sister mom's cooch. (laughs) All right. Continue, please. Wait, is her name Tally? Yes. Uh, I called her Tally. It's okay. I'm Tally. Said the scary girl. And we're here because you all are a special circumstance. Yes! Uh, do you want to read my, my author's That note? was long. <laughs> Okie pokey. So I was talking to Gray this morning <laughs> and I almost shook her silly telling her to update. So if she doesn't, one word. Spam. Smiley face. Nah, oh no, I'm this last kidding. part is probably the worst. Quote time. If everyone took the road less traveled by, wouldn't that make it the road most traveled by? Me. (laughs) Give me a good one and it could end up here too. Leo. Okay. Sarah. (laughs) Sarah. (laughs) 
Sarah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Why did the Volturi kill them, Sarah? I don't know. <laughs> it's beyond me. I really don't even know. this. I only ever posted two chapters of this story, and this was chapter two. I never finished it. I never got past this point. So I don't think I really had a plan for like what this story was really going to be about, which I didn't really have an idea of what the other story was going to be about either because I just kind of got ideas and ran with them when I was younger. Like I wasn't really familiar with the idea of like plotting something out before. I was just kind of like, it'll come to me. <laughs> it'll work out. Um, we'll fix it in post. Um, so the... In this world that the Ugly series takes place in, it's, like, heavily rooted, like, everything is rooted in, like, people getting severe plastic surgery to change their appearance and to get, like, tech mods and stuff like that. It's, like, almost cyberpunk, but not quite. Um, And so there's, like, this, in the city where the main story takes place, there is this, like, law like peacekeeping division called special circumstances and they all like get plastic surgery so that they look like hot but like terrifying at the same time and so that's why one of them was described as being really terrifying scary beautiful hey baby you scaring me wanna hop on this vamp dick okay I like how their house sat undisturbed for literally almost four centuries, and the second they get back, some bitches just <laughs> crashed through their window. So I we didn't read the first chapter because it was all from Tally's perspective, Tally being the main character of the first three Uglies books. And um, so we didn't read it because it didn't really matter. Um, but they, like, saw... Because they, they all, like... She has, like, thermal vision or whatever. And so she could like see them running through the woods, but they were like ice cold. And so she was like, what the fuck is that? And so that's why they, they went and like investigated. Cause they were just traveling through forks for some reason. Weird coincidence. Oh, just a, just a weird coincidence. Where the fuck is Jasper? Why is it only Alice, Bella and Edward? I don't know. I don't know where anyone else is. Where's Esme? Did did Renesme also die, or was it just Jacob who died? Did they both die? Maybe I did kill them off because I thought it was weird. Like maybe I was like, no, they're dead. We don't have to worry about them anymore. <laughs> I have no idea. I especially don't know right now because I'm a little why is, inebriated. Why is Edward suddenly hip? I guess maybe he's not hip. He's hip with, with the with the like vernacular of today, mm-hmm. but it's three hundred years <laughs> from now. He's just falling yeah. further and further behind. Yeah, he he doesn't know what's going on. I love I love when he was like, no need to stereotype. Like, ugh. The next this... ones are really bad. Like, that one was bad, but it was bad mostly because it was vague and who the fuck knows what was going on. But the next ones are so bad. I thoroughly appreciate the fact that you said this is so long and it was like a 500 word blurb. It was so short. That was It was like two tweets. And I was like, this is so long. Oh my God. I wrote a chapter last night in my book. 
that was 11 pages. And I was like, oh, it's kind of short. Like, literally, I was like, oh, I guess, you know. Fuck you. I feel attacked. Why do you feel attacked? Most of my chapters are seven to nine pages long. It doesn't really matter. It was, it was, I felt it was short in comparison to other chapters of the book because I am, I have, um, a minor obsessive tendency to have all of my chapters be like the same length as well as I want paragraphs to be the same length. And I don't like it when I'm writing a paragraph and it like the last sentence ends with one word on like the next line. And so I often will go back and try to rework paragraphs because it is very aesthetically displeasing to me. Which is fine. It like it shouldn't it shouldn't matter because it doesn't really matter what it looks like as long as it's reading well. But it also does give me a chance to like more critically revise what I've written. So it doesn't well, no, that, That's actually something an editor does though. There's a lot of work that editors put into like how the paragraph lines up on the page mm -hmm. and like where it ends. So you don't end up with like two words from a paragraph on the next page and then a paragraph break. Yeah. Um, or you don't end with like a section break in a paragraph um, or like in a chapter. So if it like it's a time skip inside of a chapter, you don't end it at like the top of a page. You end it at the bottom of the page before that or something like that. There's a lot of work that goes into like trying yeah. to make it an efficient use of the space and not make it confusing. <clears throat> and it's funny you mentioned that. Have Have you read the ne the next part? Did you finish Eclipse? I have not. Okay. No. Yeah, because we're not recording it this week, so it's not a huge deal. I finished it yesterday. Um, there is a chapter in this in uh, the final chapters that we read in which there's a time skip, and it's at the bottom of a page. They put a little divider, like a little like asterisk, yeah. asterisk, asterisk, but it's still just like... Yeah, that's normally one of those things where the editor tries to avoid that. They'll like yeah. bump it up to the next page or... Uh, bring it up earlier in the page by like editing the paragraphs <clears throat> and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's actually a thing. That is a thing. For those of you who, who read books, which is probably our entire audience because you're listening to a podcast about critically reviewing a book, uh, editors put an unusual amount of work into things you probably don't think about. Yeah. All right. So the other one, the other fan fiction that we're going to read from is called Topaz Feathers, and it is a Maximum Ride and Twilight crossover. And I, if you aren't familiar with Maximum Ride, it's basically about these six kids who are all um, like laboratory. Named Maximum. No, one of them is named Maximum. Uh, her name is literally Maximum Ride. And she goes by Max. So they are six kids who have all escaped from a lab facility in Death Valley in California called The School that is basically a, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a human experimentation site where they are combining human and animal DNA in order to create like superhumans. And so the, the kids in the story, the six main characters are all human avian hybrids and they have so they have wings and they can fly um they also have special powers um which will be described in the second chapter that we're gonna read um but they are pretty strong um i can't remember if they heal fast or anything but um 
The six kids are the oldest three are Max, Fang, and Iggy. They're all like 14, but I think they're supposed to be 18 here. Uh, so it's like a time skip. And then there's Nudge and then the gas man or Gazzy. And then there's Angel as the youngest. Um, so this story actually, I was trying to figure out like a timeline because it takes place while they're in high school. But I think Bella is already a vampire for some reason. Um, I don't have any context as to why. AU. AU, basically. AU. Yeah, in which he changed her into a vampire like after the very first incident. Um, like she also like lives with the Collins, I think. For some reason. Um, this is the most out of character, weird, cringy nonsense um, that I've ever seen. But I, we're going to have to just be okay with it. Okay? Oh, I am more than okay with it. Okay. Uh, would you like to read my author's note? Here's the second chapter of Topaz Feathers. Two, everyone is misunderstood. Thanks for the feedback. I'm glad you enjoy Max's above and beyond creativity, squinty tongue face. And uh, just so we're clear, every first letter <laughs> of that second <laughs> sentence is capitalized. <laughs> only the first letter of every word. I don't... That, like, takes effort to capitalize only the first letter of every word in a sentence. I honestly did that a lot when I was that age. And I think it was just, like, habit for me at some point. Um... Because when I would message people, that's how I would message them. Was very proper, like, grammar and punctuation with every single word capitalized. That's weird. Like, it was, I wrote everything in, like, title case, basically. Why? Why, Why I, Sarah? I don't know. What was your purpose? I don't Were know. Were you trying to assert dominance? I, I guess so. I don't know. I think I thought I was being overly proper. You're such a sub. I am. I now, I use less proper like grammar and spelling and stuff now as like an adult like with a full degree than I did as like a 12 year old because I was trying so hard to be smart when I was 12 and now I'm just trying to get the point across like I use like text speak and stuff like that a lot when I, I text I get really serious about my grammar and stuff if I'm talking to somebody new yeah um Typically because if I'm talking to somebody new, it's somebody I'm interested in dating. And I'm like, well, I don't want them to think I'm dumb. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely only will use, like, text speak and stuff with, like, my close friends. But, like, I'll, like, abbreviate because and into just, like, BC. Or I'll say, like, LMK instead of let me know. Or I'll say, like, IDK. or And I definitely say, like, LOL, LMAO and stuff you like that. also say LI all the time to refer to love interest. Yes. Which is the most confusing thing to read in a text when you're talking to me about your stories, because I'll just see it and it looks like capital I, I sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I'm just like, what the fuck is this? And then I'll, I'll be like, is it an L-I? What the fuck is L-I? What does that mean? It's Love like interest. Every time I see it, I forget for a few minutes what it is. Yeah. And I have to keep rereading it to try and figure it I out. Do, I definitely say MC for main character and L-I for love interest a lot. Um, MC is such a well-known one, though, that it's like... Yeah, obviously, MC is, is very well-known. I also will, like, occasionally, if I'm sending, like... I, I won't abbreviate you into just a U unless I'm trying to be funny. I like to make it E-W-E. -E. Of course. 
Why wouldn't you? <laughs> but yeah. Why wouldn't you? And I also, like, no, I think that's pretty much it for the abbreviations that I use. I say what a lot. Yes, you do. You say W-U-T all the time. And like last night, so I texted you last night, zero context. I just said, Julius Caesar really got stabbed over some pussy, huh? (laughs) I said it was, it was some very powerful pussy, uh, but damn bruh. And you just texted me back. What? (laughs) And so I texted you back the same message, but in all caps. And you texted I replied, me. what, all caps? Yeah. And I had to explain that Julius Caesar fucked and impregnated Cleopatra and then was stabbed. And there were and then so I had to. Ex- <laughs> and then I had to explain that, though he didn't, that was his twin brother, Rhodius Caesar. You're right. We're, we're, we've got revisionist history going on on the It's 2020 and We're Reading Twilight podcast. Um, but, but yeah. only the good kind. Uh, listen... I've known guys who almost got stabbed because they were fucking, like, two cosmetology students in the same program. So, like, if you want to get stabbed because you're fucking Cleopatra... Why would Cleopatra, you fuck two cosmetology students in the same program? Have you met people that do cosmetology? Uh, and this isn't, like, this isn't a uh, an insult to people that do cosmetology. Because I get along with my hairdressers generally very well. Actually, there's one that if I was still in Cincinnati, I'm pretty sure she's gay and I would try to date her if I had. <laughs> they're but just anyway, dangerous people. They're da- they use scissors against <laughs> people's heads constantly and they're all weird, but not like bad weird, like good weird. They're all just different. And they're definitely the type of person that's going to be talking to their their friends in cosmetology class about the weird sex shit they did. You think they're not going to figure it out together? Yeah. The point is, don't get stabbed over because you decide to date two girls from the same cosmetology program. Get stabbed because you want to fuck Cleopatra. They're artsy people. They might be bisexual or pan. Maybe they'll want to do a threesome. Do a threesome. Maybe they'll want to have a sex. Maybe. Would you like to to continue? 2x darklight x and f123 i did it on edward's pov for you i hope you like it i love doing edward's point of view then you know what people are thinking and as you can see max already hates edward i wonder what will happen next disclaimer yeah i know taking credit for other people's characters is wrong and punishable by law that's why I'm telling you now that I own a total of one character in this story. SM and JP rule. SM being Stephanie Meyer and JP G- being James Patterson. I do have an OC in this story. You actually, like, I don't even think you ever meet her. Because I don't think she's in the first 11 chapters, but I don't remember. I don't even remember what I her name to, was. I need you to keep writing this now. No. So I can... <laughs> no. Absolutely not. All right. This is from Edward's POV, and it starts with a lovely bit of dialogue. Bella, we're going to be late. I called into the house. Jasper was stapping, stapping, was tapping his fingers madly on the armrest. Rose and Emmett were, I spelled Emmett wrong, were long gone, and Alice was, as usual, keeping keeping Bella from getting out of the house. Okay, no, see, everything there was actually pretty accurate except for Jasper. Yeah, he wouldn't be nervous. He would just be sitting there like, I don't care. 
Sorry, Edward, your insane sister couldn't decide on what I was going to wear. Alice sniggered. <laughs> what? What? chuckling it's just it's <laughs> sarah has has reached the drunk laughter point that she's almost in tears from drunk laughter. <laughs> it's so bad i can't believe i'm so sorry i'm not gonna say it again i promise just Ali- say snickered alice snickered from behind bella and sat in the back seat of the volvo leaving the front seat for bella i slammed my door closed and started the car pulling out of the garage. I ripped off full speed down the dirt road in a hurry. Dot dot dot. Wow, I was never in a hurry. We were Excuse near me? <laughs> We were I know. We were nearing the road and I could hear the heartbeats of six kids. I emphasize beating like them being able to hear heartbeats a lot in this story. Of six oh, kids. good. At least, like, you hit on that point. Yeah. Somewhere not far away, that was when Alice screamed. She leaped from the back seat and put her hands on the wheel. Edward, hit the brakes! I did. She twisted the wheel so we came to a skidding stop, narrowly missing the six kids who were standing in the road. A tall girl around our age. A hundred and something? <laughs> I assume he means, like, older teenager. Uh, Shoved the kids to the side of the road. The girl sat up and wiped her mouth clean. Clean of what? She glared at me. I don't know. I don't want to (laughs) know. She glared at me. She seemed pissed. God damn it. Stupid. Stupid. When I get my hands on him. Yeah, she was pissed. I stared at her. Wasn't she intimidated by me? Why would she be? Just in a car. Edward, are you giving her the looks you gave Bella in the first six chapters of Twilight? Because if so, she should be intimidated. This is where it gets bad. I mean, it's already bad. I wanted to get out of the car and knock the snot out of her. That's not an Ed thing. Teach her a lesson. Show her who she could. What? Show her who she could pound and who she couldn't. I (laughs) Oh, he's going to pound her all right. I reached for the handle. Edward. (laughs) Bella breathed. She breathes a lot. 
putting her hand on my shoulder, I sighed and turned back to the road and sped off in the direction of the school. I could see the girl glaring at my car as I drove away. Oh, no, this is okay. She thought. But I'm going to make sure Volvo Boy isn't. Volvo Boy. Why? What the fuck? (laughs) Because he almost hit them. He almost hit them. And so he. But they were just standing in the middle of the road. (laughs) They were walking down the side of the road and he was going too fast. I don't know. So, like, I guess in my mind, he was, like, driving so fast down the driveway. But, like, if they were on the side of the road and, like, he was driving on the driveway, which was perpendicular to the road, he would have had to slow down to turn out of the driveway anyway. Like, was he just going to fly off the side of the road? (laughs) It's going to be me trying to go down into Japantown and Cyberpunk 2077. (laughs) And you're taking that exit off, like, the main bridge on a motorcycle. And every fucking time... I'm going like 160 miles per hour and I go to take that exit and I literally fly up into the air and down into like the ravine. (laughs) I am so bad at driving in that game and I got like a really, really nice car because you can get a free car. You know, you know, the underground tunnel where you went with Pan Am after like the first mission you did with her. Oh, yeah. So if you go back down there, you can get like a really sick car. Just just walk through there and it'll just like beep at you. It's really oh, good. Oh, you get to keep it? Yeah, you get to keep it. It's yours. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of irritated by the amount of times where, like, there's cars you don't get to keep in the game. I wish that you got to keep more. Okay, hold on. We're, we're getting off track We're here. getting off track here. This is not GTA. You don't just get to take the car to the body shop and it's yours, unfortunately. Oh, no, my drink. Okay. No, it's the empty one. Anyway. Oh, let's see. I chuckled to myself. Alice shook her head and, oh, uh, Alice, uh, where is it? Oh, God. Alice shook her head and glared at me. I found it. I gave her a look. (laughs) Don't be mad at me. I grunted. Why shouldn't I be? You heard their heartbeats. You could hear their heartbeats, Edward. Why didn't you slow down? Alice snapped. I relaxed. Alice was right after all. I should have known, but it wasn't my fault those kids were in the middle of the road. See, they were in the middle of the road. Jasper spoke next. They're going to our school. (laughs) So that is how Edward ended up almost (laughs) (laughs) massacring Max and the flock. The more reviews I get, the more I type. Okay, massacring, spelled M-A-S-A-Q-R-I-N-G. So, like, I got it in my head because I knew, like, to spell, like... (laughs) Stop Stop laughing at me. So, I knew that massacre, like... The, the final syllable is spelled weird, right? Because it's actually spelled M-A-S-S-A-C-R-E. Okay? I know how to spell it now. But, like, I knew that it was spelled weird. Like, there's no... There's no vowel after the C. But I didn't know how to spell it. I was like, I, I don't know. I'm... I, so I just wrote M-A-S-A-Q-R-I-N-G. <laughs> 13-year-old Sarah didn't know what Google was <laughs> I, or how to use it. I, you know, 
you joke. I honestly, like, it took a while before I was the kind of person that I am now where, like, I will literally Google anything and everything. And never in incognito mode. I, everybody gets to see what my internet history is. Oh, my mom yesterday. So she started reading the book that I'm writing right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's kind of helpful because she, like, nitpicks. But, like, on stuff that actually needs to be fixed. So she's like, yeah, there's this scene where she says she gets thrown against the wall. But then she says a piece of cobblestone goes into her back. And I'm really confused. Like, did she actually fall to the ground? Because cobblestone's only on roads. And I'm like what and she's like cobblestone isn't used on a wall it's used on a road it's a different kind of thing like it's a different name if it's meant mm-hmm. like if it's used to make a wall or a house i'm like that's a different thing yeah i'm not a, i wasn't even aware <clears throat> so now i have to google and figure out what the fuck it's called when cobblestone like things are used to make a wall for like a building instead yeah because <laughs> my mom's over here like Yo, I don't know if she's against a wall or on the ground. Having someone to nit- nitpick is fun. Um, but my beta reader is my friend Rowan, who just reads every chapter, lusts over some of the characters, and said, This is spooky! Like, every single time she reads, she just, she just, This is spooky! And then she wants to fuck the dad. I had a I had a beta reader who was abroad that I was seeing. Oh, abroad that you were seeing. That uh, read my first two chapters of my book that I already wrote, and immediately loved one of my characters so much that she did a fan art for it. And I'm like, I need more people to read my books and draw art of my characters. <laughs> yeah. Please. All right. Okay, so yeah, what the fuck is Edward doing in this? chapter? I have no like, idea. He's She's like, you should have slowed down. He's like, yeah, I should have. It's like, that's not something. Yeah, Edward was just going ramming speed in a group <laughs> of people, like, consciously making that decision to do Which that. Which he would never do. He's much too soft of a boy. And also wanted to knock the snot out of the girl <laughs> and teach her a lesson. And let's be honest, it being Edward and his old-fashioned values thing yeah he would not see a girl and be like a human girl and be like i'm gonna knock the snot out of her especially like if she was not intimidated by him he might just be like huh but he wouldn't be like oh she needs to learn who she can get into a fight with and who she can't especially with how because he hears everyone's thoughts all the time so like he's constantly having people think bad things about him and knows it yeah like he's not used to that sarah what is ed you're doing that thing that smire does where you just write a story and and put the character in it whether or not it fits the character i think i think i did that because the first chapter because that was the second chapter of the story the first chapter was them was the like the bird kids just like walking down the road and then Edward almost hit them and I was like oh that'll be a really dramatic like beginning of the story and then everybody was like why did he almost hit them that's a good question I don't know I don't know maybe he was drunk maybe he was driving drunk wouldn't it have been better to like Hey, 13-year-old Sarah, what if you (laughs) had found an explanation for why the vampires couldn't sense these unusual, not actually fully human creature hybrids? 
Uh, well, they there is an explanation later on, but it involves them. So basically, one of the characters, Angel, can read minds, but the other members of the flock can block out her ability to read their minds, I believe, as far as I remember. I'll have to, maybe I'll go back and reread Maximum Ride and get some context. So, um, they later talk about the fact that Edward can't read their minds because they've, like, blocked out his ability to read their minds because they can do that for some reason. So, I guess it would have been a better explanation if that he hadn't been able to read their minds. However... Or, or hear their heartbeats. But he can still hear them. And they have very loud heartbeats because they're birdies. And so, like, their hearts are, like, big. So Their the, presence needs to be masked in some way. Okay, look... Or just not almost get hit. There, Yeah. The solution to this problem is that he shouldn't have almost run them over with his car because he would never do that. Yeah. This chapter I'm really, like, about to cringe super hard about, this next one that we're reading, because I wrote a part where basically everybody starts getting along, and it doesn't make any sense. But we're... Oh my god, I've seen this. You showed this to me before. I have? Yes. Oh no. This is so... It's gonna be great. Oh good. Alright, chapter 8. Yep, we are now six chapters ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry I haven't updated it so long. I'll try to keep up frequency. Smiley face. Disclaimer. Stephanie Patterson! <laughs> Got it? Edwards, POV. School the next morning seemed to never come. I don't know why. I sat in the car for 30 minutes. Almost mi- like Bella. <laughs> oh, God. Hey. <laughs> I sat in the car for 30 minutes just staring at the clock. I had to know what the heck those kids were. They could run fast, sense well. Okay. That Iggy kid knew who I was. Had I ever told him my name? No. And fly. What were they? Fast. They gotta go fast. (laughs) Finally. It was 6.30, and Bella and Alice were dancing out the door and slipping into the car. But Bella was dancing out the door? Shh. (laughs) Jasper had joined me. 25, and they were just fucking sitting in the car. (laughs) Silently. (laughs) Because he was probably just as anxious as me, except Jasper doesn't get anxious. Jasper. Jasper doesn't know the meaning of anxiety. He doesn't feel anxious. Every possible confrontation gives him a boner. (laughs) I sped off down the road. Don't worry, people. I made sure not to hit any freaks along the way. Wow. (laughs) No, I I will say, after the way that he talked about the werewolves and always calling them dogs and stuff... I can kind of believe that if he saw these weird bird kids, he might be like, fucking freaks. No, because we've come to the conclusion that the werewolf thing has to do with an ingrained hatred. Okay, you're right. You're right. Bella kept one hand on my shoulder the whole time, probably making sure I wasn't going to kill anyone. (laughs) 
As wow. We, as we okay. As we neared the capital H high school, Bella's tender grip tightened. Still, only strips of glass holding onto marble. I don't know if she's a vampire or not. I would assume so, considering she was dancing out the door. Strips of glass. I. I I chuckled to myself as we pulled into a parking space and hopped out of the Volvo. I grabbed Bella's hand and we strode toward the trees on the far side of the lot. Oh, yeah, they're meeting in a clearing near the school with the bird kids. They made an agreement. Bella's definitely not a vampire. Oh, yeah. Based on this next part. Oh, yeah. I pulled Bella onto my back, and we all broke out in a run towards the clearing where we had seen the kids the day before. So I guess she just lives with them for some reason. Max and Fang were standing there, back to back, probably keeping watch. Volvo boys here. We came to an abrupt stop, and I let Bella off my back. Why was she dancing out the door if she's a human? How could she have made any kind of real movement without falling on her face if she was still a human? Bella doesn't even like dancing. Bella fucking hates dancing. Oh, my God. 13-year-old me had no idea what she was doing. I had already read Twilight at least four times at this point. Alice and Jasper stood by my side, ready to fight if needed. I want to point out the bird kids would not stand a fucking chance against the vampires like they're stronger and faster than regular people and they get into fights pretty often but they would be torn to pieces by these <laughs> vampires to shreds you say to shreds shreds of glass shreds of glass <laughs> nudge and iggy appeared behind max and fang along with the two younger kids oh this is a little edward? girl's voice edward this is gas man I'm Angel. I gasped, staraging (laughs) at the girl. How did she know who I was? Yeah, I read minds too. I clenched my fists. Were they vampires? No! Vampires didn't fly. Edward, everything you think, they hear. I looked up again. Max and Fang were exchanging grins, and Iggy and the gas man were laughing. I screwed up my eyes. What was that? Oh, my eyes! My eyes! What was Must this, Must be those kid? implants that I got in that other fan fiction. <laughs> All right. What was this, kid? So, Edward. Oh, Max piped up, walking towards us. You want to know what's up with us, but first... What is this talk of vampires? Alice, Bella, and Jasper all whipped their heads around to look at me. Yeah, that's right. We know what you are. Angel pranced up behind Max, standing tall. Alice and Jasper immediately took fighting stance. I held up my hand for them to stay still. So you know our secret. I began standing up straight. Tell us about you. The worst part of that is, like, Alice wouldn't be ready for a fight just because they know that they're vampires. Like, no. Especially when she can see the future. She does see the future. Alice seeing the future really isn't coming into play much here. Yeah, no. It does. Later. Normally, 
I wouldn't need to ask. I could just sift through their minds and find out what it was before they had a chance to say anything. But everyone besides Angel was holding me back. And all Angel was thinking was, Get the thoughts to Max. She'll get a kick out of this. Oh, oh no, the next part is a, is a talk. Okay, then. Max said flatly. As babies, our parents gave us away, or rather, had us taken from them. We were taken to a laboratory in Death Valley called The School, where mad scientists graft avian DNA into our blood. We are 98% human, 2% avian. So yes, we have wings, and yes, we can fly. Any questions? Our jaws dropped. Now this was something unusual. But some of them had special powers. Yeah, you know those birds with uh, the ability to speak into people's minds and hear what they say and trick yeah yeah and trick vampires yeah (laughs) wait who's this talking now this is max still okay yes angel can send and receive thoughts she can also shapeshift breathe underwater and talk to fish (laughs) (laughs) that is true that is from maximum ride (laughs) fang can turn completely invisible when he's sitting completely still Oh, so he's, uh, he's like, um, Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. (laughs) When Nudge is near metal, it's attracted to her. She can tell what people were feeling when they touch something she touches. Iggy, though blind, knows what color things are just by touching them. When he's looking at nothing but whiteness, he can see it. Don't ask how we know. Jazzy can mimic anything and anyone, and I can fly at supersonic speed. Any more questions? Wow. Those are not bird powers. <laughs> what? Like, the worst part is, like, this is all terribly written, but that shit is just from the Maximum Ride books. I, I'm, I understand that this isn't you that made these powers up. I'm just more confused at how being 2% avian gave them these powers that are in no way linked being to Being 2% either of avian their... wouldn't have given them bird wings. Like, being... What the fuck? They're 99% potato. (laughs) Are they going to start sputting? It's a... It's a very interesting book series. You'll have to read it. Wow. Just wow. These kids were weird. They had grown up in a lab and had no parents. You're calling them weird? (laughs) Okay. Well, I know my parents. So does Iggy here. Max smiled coldly, obviously loving that she could keep me out, but I couldn't keep her out. Uh, fuck, 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 fuck. Go away, little preview thing. Oh my god. It's being a pain. Hold on. So, would you like to tell us... Yeah, my next screenshot is kind of fucked up. Sorry. So would you like to tell us... Where did it... It's the, oh, here it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> would you like to tell us anything? Well, okay. Just for the heck of it. She reached she... behind her back and Fang slapped her a high five. I think basically she's like, you can tell us something even though we can already read your thoughts. Jasper was tense, clenching and unclenching his fists. Why is Jasper tense? (laughs) I put my hand on his shoulder and he sighed. 
Suddenly, Why is Ed being Jasper? I don't know. Suddenly, Max groaned instantly in a fighting stance. She glared at each of us in turn, making a motion with her fingertips. All four of the other kids behind her were at her side in seconds, all of them looking angry and stressed. This is Max speaking. Which one speaking. of you is messing with my head? Jasper stiffened, his eyes widening. Get out of my head, you freak. She what? snarled, looking like she was ready to rip our heads off. Jasper's trying to make them feel calm. All the freaks calling other people freaks is really getting to me. <laughs> 13-year-old me loved to use aggressive language pretty much all the time. Jasper, stop. Alice whispered, stepping in front of him. Max, please, we don't have to fight. We just wanted to meet you. We don't need anything else right now. But don't worry. We'll be good friends someday. Really pulling out that card, Sarah? Really? Angel smiled, getting a glimpse at the picture in Alice's head. At once, all of the kids stood up straight, looking comforted. They're, this is the part that really kills me. Max stopped glaring at us and got out of her stance, looking at us quizzically. Is that really going to happen? She inquired. Alice smiled and nodded, practically bouncing up and down. Max smiled crookedly, <laughs> stepping, toward, stepping forward towards Alice. Alice stepped toward Max, and they shook hands. Okay, well, I guess we have to be getting to school. Max cringed slightly and looked at Angel. She nodded, and suddenly all of their minds burst open. I could hear... Their voices practically shouting in my ears. What the fuck? A Shut up. Angel and Gazzy hugged Max and darted off into the trees, heading towards the elementary school. Alice took Max's hand and practically dragged her off in the direction of the school. Nudge walked up to Bella and said something with a smile, and Bella laughed, holding out her hand. Instantly, they disappeared into the trees. What? Bella on Nudge's back. What? Iggy walked up to Jasper, looking slightly awkward. Then Iggy said something about Jasper being the psychotic version of Dr. Phil, and they both chuckled, bolting off toward the school. Then Fang and I were alone. What the fuck, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> Just read! So you read minds. I nodded, putting my hands in my pockets. He grinned. I'm used to it, with Angel digging around in my head all the time. So that picture of us all friends? Alice said that was definitely going to happen, but aren't her visions conditional? I don't know why he knows that. <laughs> I nodded, walking off towards school, Fang following. Something she just sees or just... Something she sees are just certain. I explained as the school buildings came into view. <sighs> I see. Fang closed his eyes, standing still, and then I couldn't see him. So, see you in fourth period, I guess. Fang came into view again, smirking. <laughs> see you. This chapter was like six years long. I know their views of each other changed rapidly, but I figured that image of them all as friends could be very convincing or whatever. So now they're all friends and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's all for now. It's 
Sarah. Do you like it? What the fuck? <laughs> cringe so bad when i was reading it the other day there is nothing you can tell me that will convince me that somebody else just taking bella's hand pulling them onto their back and walking into the woods with her would not immediately put ed into kill mode yeah that is the one time he should have been in kill mode. i know it, um, I don't, I really wanted to get past the point where they were very wary of each other. And to be fair, they probably wouldn't have been that wary of each other in the first place because Max and the gang have already seen so much weird shit that, like, they probably would have been, they, I mean, they would have been, like, a little tentative, especially if Edward almost hit them with their car, but he never would have. But then the Collins wouldn't have been hostile towards the bird kids. They would have just been like, what are you? Um, we're birds. What does that have to do with seeing colors when you're blind? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think the thing that made it... I can echolocate purple, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know why they have i don't remember why they have all of those powers they were experimented on a lot when they were children and i have other maximum ride fan fiction that i wrote back in the day but i don't think i have anything else that's twilight related but i mean now you get a look into the mind of 13 year old me um i promise my writing has improved since then it has thank you i've read it it has improved to be fair uh, it's impossible to go back and pull out my stuff, but I never wrote fan fictions. I did, however, do uh, online role playing in the days of MySpace role playing mm-hmm. uh, from around the same time, and I'm sure mine would be awful. Oh yeah, but it's gone. There's no way because MySpace is gone. I'm gonna tell so. you this. Um, so I was on this like free website making like platform called wet paint back in the day i think it's called wiki foundry now um and basically you could make your own forum for free like it has ads on it but you could like make a forum with like a title card and everything for free and um i used i was on several role-playing sites that were made with wet paint one of the ones i was on a friend of mine and i did a role play in which I made an OC that fell in love with Justin Bieber, who for some reason was in high school at, like he went to a public high school and he didn't have people swarming him all the time. And, um, yeah, this girl fell in love with him and got to go to prom with him. Hmm. My my character was a very effeminate uh, half angel, half demon. Oh wow! Very effeminate. Should have seen. I had a lot of OCs back in the day. I mean, I still have a lot of OCs, <laughs> but it's different when you like want to be an author because, like, I technically have lots and lots of ocs that are just like characters in books that i am writing oh yeah if we click like dozens and dozens 
Oh, yeah. A lot. Hundreds, maybe. Mm-hmm. I have OCs for books I haven't even written yet or plotted. They're just, like, ideas in my brain. I mean, you know games. me. I have, like, 40 we writing projects. Have, we probably have more imaginary OCs than people that we've known in our lives we've cared about. Oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Because one of mine has, like, 25 characters in it, and that's just one. This, the one that I'm currently working on, the novel that I'm currently writing, which is a young adult comedy romance, um, has, like, 10 characters in it. And then only a few of them are, like, really important. I have, I've gone from, like, tipsy laughing to now I want to take a nap. Uh. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sarah's going to go take a nap to try and uh, sleep through the shame that she just experienced. Everybody, I hope you have a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays, very good Hanukkah, and all of every other Hanukkah's holiday that is celebrated. Already done by the time. I know, but I, ho- I want everybody to have a very happy holiday, whatever holiday they celebrate. Um, I know a lot of people are going to be spending the holidays alone this year. I myself am not going home to see my family, so it's just going to be me and my husband. Um, and I'm I... going to show up in my underwear on their porch. Please don't leave your underwear on my porch. I'm going to show up in my underwear on your porch, not leave my underwear <laughs> on your porch. Which one is better? How about if I show up on your porch in my underwear and then leave my underwear on your porch? (laughs) So you're going to become nude and then leave your underwear on my porch? It's not really becoming nude. I'm always nude. It's just sometimes my nudity is obstructed. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Um, happy holidays. I hope you have a good one. This is our gift to you. If you are spending the holidays alone, um, just imagine that we are with you reading terrible fan fiction to you as we tuck you into bed and give you a smooch good night. And we're going to give you very warm cuddles. Very warm cuddles. Unless you don't want to be cuddled, then we will simply sit in a rocking chair across the room and watch you sleep. Or if you would like, I'll just stand at the door with a sword ready to slaughter anyone that would disturb you or hurt you. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at 2020TwilightPod. Uh, M is at M of many names. I am at Sarah S. Wilton. Shoot us a coffee over at ko-fi.com slash 2020TwilightPod. Uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, if you liked my fan fiction and want me to continue, please leave good reviews. No flaming. And if you hate on me, you are a prep with with bad taste in fan fiction. Emo kids rule. Emo kids rule. Preps drool. Happy 2009. Goodbye. My immortal. <laughs> <laughs>